Welcome to the Alan Brazil Lockdown Winecast. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Alan Brazil Lockdown. Well, we're, we're almost out of it, aren't we? Podcast, Vinecast, if you like. What we're going to talk about today, I fancy a bit of. I've been talking so much about Rosie and beautiful reds lately. Let's talk about a white, shall we? Let's talk about a lovely part of the world, um, which brings me back when I used to take my kids down to the Trois-Vallées, which um, anyone who knows who flies down there, we're talking or drives down there, excuse me. Uh, you can either fly into Lyon or Geneva or Chambre, but when you drive, just take your time through the tunnel and head down and eventually you head to uh, you, you, you bypass uh, Paris Champagne keep going and head down to Macon uh, Dijon that way and you hit Lyon and then you're at the foot of the Alps Albertville used to love it my kids were very good skiers uh, when I, I told you last week about my time playing football in Switzerland that's where I learned to ski when I was 28 and uh, we came home um, at the end of the season. And amazingly, in the southeast in Ipswich, we had snow. And uh, we have a lovely artificial snow um, ski slope. And the snow on the ski slope just made it picture perfect. Floodlights. And I said to the girls, come on, I'll take you and I'll teach you how to ski. Because I was out there for a weekend. We actually went to, the boys took me to Davos, to the Reinerhorn for a weekend. And um, the local ski shop, they fit, I, I tell you what, I walked out there like Franz Klammer. I had brand new skis. I had the fantastic boots, the Solomon boots. I had the gloves. I had the, the all-in-one oh, goggles. I looked at YouTube, but it was great. And in that weekend they took me, it was magnificent. We got there Friday night, got stuck into some of the wines. Saturday on the piste, and I'll never forget it. On the edge of the Rhinoharm, said, right, we'll, we'll, we'll go. There was about eight of us. We'll go to that hut over there, and there's a little bar just 50 metres below them. And so, okay, everyone's set. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean everyone's set? I can't ski. They went, what? I said, how do you ski? So that was that was a Saturday morning, and they made a V. So the good skier, the best skier at the front was the, the, the main man. Another guy behind, then me, and I'm in behind him. And off we went, slow turns. But uh, I used to take the mickey out of them a lot, and they got their own back this day. Don't worry about that. All of a sudden, it was straight down. <laughs> I'm hanging on for dear life. And then we make a turn. But anyway, by the Sunday afternoon, hello, I have to say, old Brazil Clamour was making nice eight turns, nine turns before falling on my backside. And uh, that, was a di that, that was just the start of a new era for me. I absolutely adored it. The wines, the pasta, the veal with cream sauce in the sun on the Alps. It was just magic. So anyway, I got my kids into it, um, taught them to ski a little bit. When I say taught them to ski, got them to do a few turns. They picked up much quicker than me on the dry slopes. And then we go down there in the winter time uh, to the Three Valleys, where a friend of mine, um, Tony Clough from uh, Dentist in Chelmsford, anyone from that part of the area might know him from Chelmsford Golf Club. He had a couple of chalets at the time, and his friend Pascal Blanc uh, was Mr. He was a pretty, he called himself the Prince of Meribel. So you've got basically, 
you've got Mary Bell, you've got the Three Valleys. If you keep going down the valley a bit, you've got Teen Val d'Isere. But um, it was absolutely stunning. And Mary Bell's a little bit British. You know, you go there, especially school holidays, um, lots of British and Scottish, because Scots, we love to ski. We've got the snow up there, haven't we? And um, all around there was beautiful. Um, St. Martin Belvedere and... It was it was it was just open my eyes up, but on the way. So back to the wine. On on the way there, uh, we used to stop in Macon, and um, the wine region down there is just magic. It really is. So we'll find we found you a, a nice one. It's a Macon Perron, uh, Domaine de Bicheron, twenty seventeen. It's just under thirteen pound a bottle. Okay, um, it is it's Chardonnay. It's beautiful. Right, so Chardonnay, it's a small, I'm just looking on my screen here, a small family winery in the heart of Macon makes this beautiful wine from the oldest vines and somehow, unlike most Burgundies, the prices remain really modest and that's why we picked this. For the last five years, Domaine de Bicheron's Macon Perron has been a, it's been a, well, it has, it's been a best-selling white Burgundy. The wine's a tremendous critical acclaim over the years from a lovely white Burgundy at a modest price to an absolute steal. The current vintage is as good as they've ever made, if not better, okay? So, uh, this is, as I say, is 14%. Some, I have to say, some... I love Montrachet, right? When I go into London with some of my big hitter mates, uh, oil traders, stuff like that, oil brokers, they hit the, the Montrachet. And Montrachet is as sweet as you... It's not, sorry, it's not sweet, but it just goes down like nectar. But once you're on your third, fourth, fifth bottle, and I mean not on my own, of course, with a few other people, it is so, so nice. But, poof. Next day, it hits you, I tell you. It hits you. So this one, our Perron, Macon Perron, uh, Domaine de Bicheron, is at around 14%. So not to be messed with. This is proper, proper. And it is a beautiful. I just had a sip earlier before. The problem I've got here, I've got about a dozen wines in front of me. And you try doing that and talking to the public, honestly. So hold on, let me have a sip. Mm, that smell, that taste. Mm, almost buttery, I, I find it, buttery. But this is a real good one. Domaine de Bicheron. I looked at the, the vineyard, it's beautiful. Uh, so try that. The Mac, There's a Macon Lugne I used to like, right? But this one, I think I prefer, okay? I think I prefer this one. Right, let's go on to another red. There's so many beautiful reds out there. But this is a French... Le Renard, the old wise fox. This is a, a Côté Bourguignois. Okay, it's a beautiful... I'm just looking at the screen here. Domaines de Villard, okay? Domaines de Villard. And it is stunning. On the web here, looking um, horseback, riders passing. It's so nice, isn't it? Crikey, what a great part of the world. Uh, to live down there and work. So anyway, this is a lovely, lovely deep ruby colour with great, uh, with garnet tints, um, aromas of summer berries. So again, I, I suggest you don't have the have to have this on a winter's night in front of a fire. Do you know what I mean? I think this is a summer drink, where or maybe an autumn drink. Let's say an autumn drink, aromas of summer berry. 
A delicate peony and rosy on the palate. Nice freshness with juicy red fruit flavours. What about that? And a fine light body. So, yeah, end of summer, autumn. Uh, beautiful. So it's Igami Pinot Noir. Burgundy, of course, is 13%. And as I say, let me just have a little sip. Oh, it's not too light. It's just beautiful. It is just beautiful, honestly. In fact... Uh, I've not had my Sunday roast yet. I think the old fox could be going down with the pork. <laughs> but it's nice. So listen, I don't want to expand too much on it. Macon. And if you're ever driving down to the Alps in the winter, please stop down there and have a look. There's so much variety. It's gorgeous. So the principal one we're talking about is Macon Peron, Domaine de Bicheron, 2017, just under £13 a bottle. And if you fancy a little bit of, not too heavy, a red, the old Reynard, the fox, has fox on it from Domaine de Villard. I promise you, I'm going to have that with my lunch. Tony, here we go again. Take it away, pal. 